0: Welcome to Cardboard Philosophy, the board game podcast where we talk about nothing serious, seriously. Each episode, we randomly pick from a list of niche, deep board game topics and have at it. So we invite you to join us at the table, listen in on our conversations, and let us know what you think. Welcome back to Cardboard Philosophy. This is episode 10, uh, which is monumental because humans have 10 fingers and toes, so we like that number. They
1: actually have 20.
0: Excuse me, who is this? <laughs> I was going to introduce you, but I guess it's Austin, whatever. Spoiling no the lead. needed.
1: I think we have 20 fingers and toes if you add them together. Combined.
0: You're right. Uh, why did we invite you? So yeah, this is Austin. Um, Robert, Steve, and Evan are still here as always, but we invited our buddy Austin, who designs games and is also a husband, father, son, and will be dearly missed. I'm, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think...
1: I think I made Robert mad by uh, interrupting, and I really shouldn't have at the beginning. I don't know what I was thinking.
0: You should not have. All right, he knows the drill. He has listened to the podcast, so he knows what we're doing. We're just going to jump right in. I will roll the die. And we are ending up with 27, which is an Evan topic. Are house rules good?
2: Yeah, so I kind of wanted to dive into the world of house rules, uh, where you know the players have kind of made permutations or added rules to a game, taken rules out depending on what they feel is fun, just to kind of modify the game, maybe make it easier, make it more accessible. The kind of catalyst for that or the uh, genesis of that thought was Monopoly, because Monopoly is a game that has been house-ruled so hard to me, it's borderline folk game at this point. So at what point does a game stop being house ruled and start being a folk game? How do house rules change our perception of the game? Does the need for a house rule in the first place indicate that a game is bad? Okay, folk games. I, I, I feel like my gut knows what you're talking about, but I don't know if
3: it's worth just clarifying what we mean by that.
2: So a really good example of a folk game is any game that you can play with a 52-deck of cards. Uh, Most cultures have some form of card deck. Uh, North America and a lot of Europe has a Mm -hmm. 52-deck. And basically, that would be like a Go Fish or a Crazy Eights. Uh, Crazy Eights has kind of been repurposed as Uno, but for a lot of people, you can play Crazy Eights a bunch of different ways depending on where you are from. The rules will change a little bit. Same sort of thing with hearts. Same sort of thing with... um, euchre bridge like all those i would classify as folk games just because Mm -hmm. they've sort of transcended the space it's not something where it's milton bradley owns the license it's just sort of in the public domain and there's not really a centralized way to get it
3: fair enough i think that
0: makes sense i am of two minds on house rules on the one hand it's your game who cares (laughs) do whatever you want with it um it's not like it's unethical or like a disrespect or something But on the other hand, I think there should probably be a good reason for it. Like we're playing with children, we're playing with people who've never played board games, or for our group, this doesn't fit, because I think the big risk you run is jumping the gun and saying, you know, that sounds bad, or just after a few minutes, that doesn't feel right. And if it's, quote unquote, good, a good game, it's been play tested enough, I'm sure the people who made it have thought about this, and there's a reason why it's there. So it's hard for me to say yes or no to that question. I think it really depends not only on the audience, but also the game itself. I think if it's a bad game, then yeah, you probably need to house rule it to make it fun.
1: Yeah, for me, you've really nailed something. It's like there's, there's a big variance in the level of house rule. I have friends that won't play with a few cards in space Base because one of them just really hates it. They think it breaks the game. And so just getting rid of that one card is a very minor house rule right they're Mm -hmm. just not playing with a very small portion of the game that may never come up in most games anyway whereas you know some games are made totally different like we used to play with park or free parking where you put all the money that goes in like a monopoly to like the center of the board and whoever lands on the free park and gets all that money and that was just like this absurd massive game changing house rule that most people play with that is not in the rules i don't think
2: it's not no yeah And that's an example of a house rule that kind of breaks the game because it gives the players a lot more money in the economy, which can drag the game out a lot longer. And that's one of those contributing factors that makes Monopoly go for hours and kind of gave it that reputation. Whereas pure Monopoly, like OG brand, read the rules that are printed on the box lid. It's brutal. And you basically run out of money and get player elimination happening like very, very quickly into the game.
0: That almost makes you want to define what is a house rule, mm-hmm. like the space-based example where you take yeah. cards out. If somebody plays at my house where I take those cards out and then they go to somebody else's house, they don't need to know, like there's no new rules mm-hmm. that they need to learn or unlearn. It's like almost not a house rule, whereas the Monopoly example, it's a rule that needs to be explicitly said and it's different depending on if you play with it or not.
3: If you just take a card out, it might be four games before somebody even notices and says
1: hey i haven't seen the whatever
3: whatever card Mm -hmm. you know And you would have to already know that it exists in the first place yeah
1: same situation to a different degree i know people that don't play with the events deck in nomad um one of the expansions for moonrakers and it's like they're still not teaching that element of it but it's not just taking a card out it's like literally not doing that part of the game is that a house rule
2: i would say that's at least getting toward what I would classify as a house rule because to Robert's point if I'm just requesting hey do you mind if we just take that one card out of the deck it, uh, it like throws the game off for me. That's more of me putting my own personal taste onto it and like if everyone's agreeable to that that's fine but we're actually like taking a rule or a step that is supposed to be done in the game and just completely ignoring that section of the game.
3: Yeah, I think Robert's way to differentiate them seemed fair, like where it's, are you actually adding or removing rules or are you just tweaking a deck, removing a card, you know, doing something that doesn't really mean learning a new rule or knowing something different?
0: Yeah, maybe maybe the question is like, if I play with or without the house rule, does it change the outcome of the game? At the end of the day, would it have mattered if that card was in that deck or not? Probably not. But if we are putting our money on free parking that would totally change the outcome of, yeah. the, of a game of Monopoly. Well, so maybe it has to do with like how it changes the end state. I
3: think it would you would think it would change the game. Otherwise, why would you even bother to to make the change at all? I mean, like Austin's example there of, you know, the the his friend feels yeah. like that one car kind of breaks the game. So like it very much would change the game. It would give somebody some unfair advantage. That's why they remove it, right? That's true. I'm trying to even think of like other examples. I feel like a very common one is to sort of adjust the time for a game like sometimes like Evan, you kind of alluded to this with Monopoly and it dragging it out. I think a lot of times people are tempted to find ways to shorten a game up if it you know, if they already feel like it takes too mm-hmm. long, they're like, "Ah, how can I like shave a little of this off? You know, like maybe we only play to ten points. And I think that's a very common one in a lot of folk games is you know, you play to five hundred, but if you only want to play it to three hundred doesn't really change a whole, whole lot, you know,
2: And that one can be kind of dangerous, too, because you are potentially like you're never generally speaking never adding to game length but you're usually taking away from that and depending on the type of game and how the designers have calibrated it you could potentially be like kneecapping some players engines because it's designed that it's a seven round game around round five or six is when things should really start to kick off but you're only playing the five rounds so your engine might not ever get up and running before the game's just over
1: yeah like it sounds like we have kind of omission like you're you're leaving a part of the game out addition where you're putting new rules in mm. and then what would you call short just modification. modification yeah
0: yeah omission feels like the least mm-hmm. bad for some reason like let's not play with that thing modification feels like the second least bad and then addition feels like the worst like yeah don't like don't touch that game like it's a pure thing don't you dare like add uh, uh, for some reason that in my mind like that's the ordering of how i would rank those as weird or, or like uh, how against i would be uh, for each of those
1: Yeah, at that point design your own game right mm-hmm. i'm also kind
3: of thinking of a weird type of house rule that i don't even think is really a, it's not a house rule because it's not a rule but uh have you guys ever played a game where something about the theme seemed a little weird and so you just decide to say like actually let's not say that they're going to jail they're just going to the park or something like that
2: 100 yeah, percent. i have re-themed games to make it make more sense for people <laughs>
3: Yeah, or uh, I was I was playing a game that was like a dog theme something, and it didn't really like explain what happened when you discarded or what that meant. But everything about it just sort of felt like so the dog just goes away, <laughs> <laughs> and so we kind of like took a moment to come up with a little bit of a story of like, oh, you're just returning them to their owner and they're going back. You know, like we just all had a moment of like that feels weird. Let's let's fill that gap in real quick <laughs> before we move on.
1: They're all going to the farm. Yeah, the big farm.
0: God's their owner. <laughs> That's where they go. Oh no!
1: I feel like I more often just like ignore the theme if I don't like it. Mm. Like I just won't even bring it up, rather than change it. I'm trying to think. There's a game where I've changed it.
2: So I shouldn't say I've changed the theme. I think I have
0: read into it is what you mean yes like
2: i will embellish it maybe a little bit more than it's actually there just to kind of help people grok what's going on or if it's like the game is presenting something as being more thematic than i think it actually is i'll maybe like change the verbiage or the nouns used towards that specific thing so that it sounds a little bit less intense Yeah, yeah if it's like oh, here's the, uh, to Steve's point, here's the robbery action, and it sounds like you're going to be taking all this stuff and realistically you just move a cube, I'd be like, oh, and here's where you, um, you know, the,
0: the move cube
2: action, just because that's going to be a little bit more present in someone's head.
0: Hmm. It could be interesting to consider if this changes the feel of a game enough that it enters the realm of house rule. Like, maybe calling it the robbery action makes people less likely to do it or more likely to do it and then by calling it something else, you're like changing how people approach the game. So I, I definitely, on my gut, would not call that a house rule by any no. means. I would, I would consider it a far stretch to call it such a thing. But maybe there is some real effect if you try to retheme or embellish the theme. It pushes people to take different actions, which totally matters at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. I have a new proposal for a potential house rule. Okay. okay. So okay. often I am playing games with family and they will make a bad move and I will it's not really a house rule in a, in the fact that I just like allow for a lot of mulligans is mulligans count. Yeah. Like, mm. is this, is this a, is this a, a, mm. a, a possibility for a house rule? I think it's in the
3: same zone. Like it's, you know, it's part of the conversation. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it counts as a house rule, but it's, yeah.
2: I, I think that's more creating a conducive environment. Yeah, you're right. But I do think that there could potentially be, if you are playing something a little bit more intense or a little bit heavier, you know, normally you start the game with five gold and it's a very tight economy. So you're saying, well, it's a learning game. So let's just start with eight gold. I think that's where we're starting to get into the house rule.
1: I like that. You, you took the, the feeling I had and made it an actual house rule.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think there's also something about like,
3: I never, a lot of times I will also allow people to like take back a move or do something because to not do that, I feel like would be not very fun it would feel yeah. kind of like yeah. i would be like that guy that's like a stickler about this. it's like i'm not being competitive this is just yeah. you know like especially like you guys have said if, if the person's learning the game you know like right. if i'm familiar and you're learning it would be so just i don't know uh cruel to be like oh no 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 you didn't hear me <laughs>
0: <You> yeah. <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's delving into like casual versus competitive play yeah. and i think we all play casually yeah. i'm of the opinion that games should be played casually but maybe that's a different topic. Um, but I, I think that's that's more like in towards that discussion mm-hmm. than house rule.
3: But there is maybe a level of like, if you were to say we're go play a round of golf where the mulligan term comes from, you might agree beforehand, hey, are we gonna do mulligans? You know, like that's kind of a, a house rule in yeah. a way yeah. of do we want the variant where we can do do-overs or do we just gotta deal with it and take penalties and be like Are we going to try to be a little more serious? You know,
2: I do think Austin's question does raise an interesting point, though, and that is um, gauging your audience and the potential to introduce house rules because of the audience. And I think that does potentially beg the question, like, are we creating house rules in that case because we just really, really, really want to play that game, even though it's probably not the best game for that group? Or should we just be finding a game that is more conducive to that group?
0: That. (laughs) <laughs> that's what I was gonna like want to talk about is there's too many games in existence yeah. to house rule, and I think there's just like another r- reason where you could say like, Don't house rule that just find something similar, but that fits your family there's there's so many games it's so difficult to not find a game that fits your needs,
1: so to add on to that, when I think it might be more appropriate to house rule rather than just find a new game is a game that someone has played you know twenty thirty times they they know this game. They're not just like they played it once. They didn't like one element. They house ruled it. It's they know it and they know that they love it. But there's just one thing that irks them. And and they know they don't want to go find a different game. They love this game. But they just want to twist it just a little bit to make it fit their their group a yeah. little bit. That's when I'm okay with with house rules. House rules that are like, hey, I played this once and I didn't like this one element. I'm gonna house rule this just to change it. That is that is that it that, that hurts me real real
0: bad. Yeah, I'm with you.
1: That just brought up a whole. Do kind can of worms of like Ooh. the designer sanctioned house rules? Have oh. you guys? Okay. Yeah. Like oh, I have
2: very mixed feelings about some of these, but let's dive into <laughs> this. Okay. Yeah.
1: No, I also have mixed feelings, and I've done it, and I don't think it was a good idea. <laughs> uh, oftentimes designers will will find something that they can't decide on. They find playtesters like some playtesters like it this way. Some playtesters like it this way. It's not something that has to do with the components. And so it's just a rule that's in the rule book. And they will present it in two ways. We did this on Moonraker's base game. And it was about how you talk about what's in your hand. Whether you can say, yeah, I have two thrusters or I have some thrusters. And our playtest core, our our main playtesters did not want us to reveal numbers. They wanted it to be, I have some thrusters. The problem is is they're deep in the meta they knew what sum and a lot and all these things meant to each other because they were the same playtester group. And when we we started broadening out playtesting, we realized that that slowed games down like crazy because people would be like, "Yeah, I have some thrusters and they had one thruster and they needed three and so they just failed contract after contract after contract." Me Max "Match, like this cannot continue this way. It needs to be explicit." But when we started doing that, our original playtester core were like we hate this. Make it Make it up obscure. So we added both to the rule book, and I wish we had never kept the obscure rules in because it just confused a ton of people.
2: Hmm. So you would prefer it to be played with a definite number being there? I would. Interesting. Yeah. Okay.
0: I think if a rule book has multiple versions of the same rule, they should have just stuck to one because it leaves me feeling like this game wasn't play tested yeah. enough. Yeah. that That's the feeling I get at the end of the day. It's like, what do you mean? You want me to design your game? You tell me how I should play it. And that's it. Like, you get one shot, so give me that one shot and I'll try it. And then in terms of designer-sanctioned rules, I don't think they're any more special than non-designer-sanctioned house rules. Because at the end of the day, they're a modification on their one-shot that they got. And at that point, it's a house rule. So it's something about personal taste or personal preference. And why should yours be the same as the designer's? You have your own taste and they have theirs.
2: I think it depends on what we also mean by designer-sanctioned. Because I've seen a couple of different things where, to your point, where you'll see these um end of rule books where it's like the advanced mode which nine times out of ten i always interpret as this is the way i want you to play the game it's yes. just a little bit too hard to grok so we took it out for you know your learning game so i'll usually just teach the advanced mode unless it's like insane yeah but sometimes you hit the end of the rule book and it's like here's the advanced mode here's this mode here's this mode here's this mode it's like dude come on slow down a little bit here
1: is alternate game lengths we talked about shortening a game as a house rule, is is like playing a game that has like, hey, you could play a long game at 15 points or a short game at 10 points, is that a house rule variant that the, the publisher is giving you?
0: I don't think the publisher can give you a house rule. Uh, that's the whole <laughs> thing. Like a house rule was designed in my house, not <laughs> by the publisher. It would be an in-house rule if it was the publisher. <laughs> we, we've established that's a, just a variant then.
3: It's just a yeah. different name. It's the same. It's, it's mechanically the, the same.
1: Did we establish we don't like them? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think there's a time and place.
2: You know yeah have you ever done it though and liked it because i'm just trying to think of a time where it's like you could play the long game and i'm like nope Now nah, the the normal game is like two hours why would i want it to be longer i'm, I'm trying to think of an example there might be one
1: zia because like i don't know if you guys have played but it is mm-hmm. rather intense of a game from like a learning standpoint and they give you lots of different goal posts at like the start of the game of like how you can approach it and that feels very variant e to me um And that's something I appreciated because I didn't want to play a seven hour game as the first time I played. And it still took us three and a half, four hours.
0: Oh, you're talking about how the game ends when somebody hits X number of points, but it could be like five, 10, 15, or 20. It's It's like super super variable. variable. Yeah, I've played that game maybe seven times. I love it. But every time we did the 5.1, because it's just like too long. I can't imagine
1: playing to 20. That seems like a two day event.
2: And that's why I say, I don't know if I've ever gone into a game and preferred the long game more than the short game. Because the short game is usually a normal game length, and I think the long game is there for people that are like, oh, you know, if it just went one more turn, it would be so much more fun. It's like, okay, well, you can go like four more turns with this long game mode. Have fun. Go play off in your sandbox. I I feel like that's almost preemptively pacifying. And, and like not to hate on Zia for doing that. I've, I've never played Zia, but um, just the thought of, like, if it's going to go an extra eight hours... I'm happy with 2 and then we can play you know like little filler game after that not a full 8 hour thing if I'm doing that I'm playing Twilight Imperium. <laughs> those are for the people
0: who are like yeah we play six player TI4 in 3 hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's for those people. That's who those variants are for. <laughs> not for me. So what
3: about something like we've I think we've talked about this before um like just one a game like that where technically the rules say you play 13 rounds and then you count up how many you got and you compare scores and you look at the table, but nobody ever does that. You all just play. Is that a house rule? Is that just like a, I mean, I think it is, but I think that's a good one.
1: That reminds me of the the folk game, like beginning we were talking about because like I never play those games to the proper numbers that you're supposed to play them to um it seems like a house rule
3: i saw a twitter thread that was about something about like one of the highest selling games on amazon is just like a trivia game that it's like if you play but if you play by the rules it arguably doesn't even work like it's it breaks but like if you just read the cards as trivia as fun trivia cards like that's all people really want it for and need it for and it's great
0: I think that's different, though, because yeah. Uh, yeah. that's like that's like Nick Bentley, right? He tweeted yeah. that. I think. Yeah, 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 OK, I think in that people are just buying the game for its components. Mm-hmm. They're not yeah. even like using any of the rules besides the components. So it's like buying a game and repurposing the components is different than the just one example where Fair. you don't score it the right way, but you're still playing by the rules. Sure. Play, play in most games is driven by victory. I agree. But like the victory in just one is like the moment to moment. Did we get the word this round? Right. Yeah. And that's just so natural as opposed to like over the course of 13 rounds, how many did we get right? It doesn't feel natural. But I think a lot of these games, especially co-op word games or folk games, have a number just because they need a number. Like it feels weird to say, play until you're bored. (laughs) People wouldn't take it seriously. And Mm -hmm. if the game is good enough, people will play until they're bored because it's that good. But I think the game has to be able to stand on its own round to round to even warrant that kind of a house rule. So that's actually a good sign, I think when people have to rule a game to play longer than they're supposed to in this case would something
2: like just one or that trivia game that uh, nick bentley tweeted about be considered a folk game because you are buying it for the components like you would a 52 card deck of cards and you are modifying the rules to a degree
3: i think to robert's point the trivia game it starts to dip into that territory whereas just one you still are kind of playing by the rules of just one. You're not playing some other game that uses dry erase markers and cards with words on them, right?
0: I think a lot has to do with how it changes the feel of the game. I don't think just one would feel any different if you played to 13 points. It would just be an annoying like admin thing at the end. Yeah. But the trivia game played by its rules would feel different. Yeah. Apparently it feels like a bad, boring, unexciting game. Yeah.
1: Can I bring up a new category real quick? Yeah, to cover?
0: please. Yeah.
1: So Twilight Imperium, my favorite game, has... To my knowledge, no clear rules around how you communicate with each other. Or if you do have clear rules, I break them every time I play. Because sometimes we're texting each other. Sometimes we're going off in the corner and we're whispering to each other. Sometimes we're going to lunch and we're splitting up in two different cars and we're talking and strategizing that whole time. Is that a house rule?
0: Well, is it an omission, addition, or modification?
1: Is there a rule in TI4 about not talking behind other people's back? Do you have to have open communication? I don't know if TI4 has a rule if i but i house rule that every time
3: what what is playing. your house rule though that you
1: it are is, allowed
2: to talk you, you are allowed like, to off talk in the corner or whatever off
1: off in the corner you can text people mm-hmm. you can discord people you, you can talk privately Got is it. the house rule i think
2: the only game i can really think of that kind of comes close to that is the game of thrones board game where i'm pretty sure the rule is you can communicate any way you want you can pass notes you can text you can like pull somebody aside you can just talk openly but like the whole point is you want to make alliances and you want to break those alliances
1: yeah reminds me of blood on the clock tower yeah. too where it's like you're encouraged to like go off in the corner and like talk to each other um,
3: now is it maybe kind of like a, a right turn on red at least in the states where unless there's a sign telling you explicitly that you mm-hmm, can't mm-hmm. you you can. That unless there's a rule specifically saying you have to do it one way or another, then it's kind of fair game.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It's
3: not, I mean, I don't know if it's a house rule <laughs> that, that, you know, like then we're getting kind of fuzzy there. But it, it it's like, is it, are you adding a rule? You're, I guess it's kind of an addition. Where
1: I think I get into house rules with TI4 is I've played at a game table where someone said you can't talk except for
2: above table. Hmm. Um,
3: that almost feels like a house rule just as much
2: as you know your
3: version does
2: yeah are omissions from a rule book filled in with a house rule or is that gray area supposed to just be nebulous
0: is that a bug or a feature because that could also just be (laughs) bad rule book design this is a stupid example but in what game does it say where your table should be Or, or like if you'd be playing on a table or not yeah so, what if somebody plays games on the floor? Somebody else plays it on the table. <laughs> house rule. Like these seem to be like, like is that a house rule? Like the game, the game omitted where you should play it. It's silly and doesn't have an effect. But I mean, I've got a lot of rule books that start with place the board in the center of the okay, table. Okay, but that, that means if you play on the floor, you're house ruling it.
2: <laughs> right? It seems like
0: one of those things where it's like it's not about the rules anymore. It's about like um like what people are used to. It's like you're breaking away from rules and into like social contract stuff. Like Austin's TI4 example is about how open or honest are we supposed to be? And I think the people who do not allow private conversations in TI4 probably don't allow them anywhere. It's like their personality. It's like how their group has become comfortable. While I know Austin and I who are okay with that would probably allow it in any game. Like, why not? That's fun to us. So it's almost like it stops being about the game. In the case of something like that, is it
2: important to flag that that's what you're going to be doing? feels very situational. Like, I could maybe imagine
3: a scenario where somebody comes over to play TI and they're like, oh, wait, I can't text? I have to, like, we're... Oh, that kind of changes. I mean, you would hope they would still want to play, but I could see maybe that would actually change whether or not they want to invest in the whatever six-hour game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, You just opened up a whole new can of worms for me that I don't think is a house rule, but is like pretty nebulous is like when people are taking their turns in games that have a lot of player interaction I will try to convince them to not do things like all mm. the time like you don't want that card that's really bad for your Mm -hmm. stone strategy you have going right now you really don't want that because I want that card Uh, Mm -hmm. and I've even made trades where trades are not a normal part of the game and I definitely shouldn't be making trades right it's like well hey like I'll leave this spot this worker placement spot open for you even though I know you want it and I'm about to take it next turn if you leave that card And it's like random crap like that. Like that is definitely not in the spirit of the game, but I'm doing because I like negotiation. Like, is that a house rule? No, it's not. But I'm breaking kind of an unspoken rule, I think.
2: I think that's kind of getting towards what you were saying off the hop about your friend who wants to omit cards from space base. You like negotiation. Your friend hates that card. You're going to just infuse negotiation into every game you play. Your friend is going to refuse to use that card in every game of
0: space Base. they it play. sounds
1: like i'm just a bad person and so is that other person <laughs>
0: <laughs> i do the same thing in games with interaction i always talk because to me that that's what's fun about games and i'm just yeah trying to infuse games yeah. with more of that
2: i think the game that really made me realize that you can just negotiate in every game was inish because nowhere in the rule book does it say you can negotiate with other players, but a lot of players consider that to be a negotiation game because it just is kind of like emergent from the rules. If they don't include it in the rule book, is it
0: actually a rule? I think that's one of those you feel on out things. I yeah. think it's hard to put on paper or into specific words, but you can just tell from the energy, I think, of the people around you. yeah. And maybe how they're reacting when you suggest certain things. You can kind of tell, like, is this is this, a, is this a game where mulligans will be okay? Where above the table talk will be okay? You know, like, you can just kind of tell. Um, I think, in most cases,
3: I think I agree with that, and that's maybe a good summary of it all is like I think you know, respect the designer, try the game a couple of times, or you know at least give it a chance, you know, don't assume that you know better right out of the gate, but like then it kind of just turns into like feeling it out with your group, and like does somebody try to break a rule? Does that rule really matter? Does it matter if they take it back? You know, you kinda I almost always just it's like it feels like a very case by case basis, and you know it's fun to dissect and try to figure it out, but it very much feels like it's just whatever it takes to get the most fun out of you know the people you have
0: and also board games are like the one medium where we have that power you can't rewrite a scene in a movie you don't like yeah you know you can't do that you just to live with it forever but in a board game you can so easily rewrite a piece of the rules you don't like so like why not use that power if the point is to have fun but yeah, i totally agree that you should give it a try first because you don't know better
1: i love that comment yeah. about the medium being unique that you can do that because you can't do it in video games mm-hmm. you can't do it in tv shows can't do it it's that's oh. awesome
0: but <laughs> It's why they feel so personal. Like um like when I play Hearts with my family, that feels different than when I play Hearts with my friends. Like it's just like, it's our game of Hearts. Mm. It feels so personal. While watching whatever, Forrest Gump is the same. Like it's always the same movie, no matter who I'm with. So mm. yeah. So for our unofficial segment where we talk about our favorite game,
2: I think we all kind of agree that house ruling isn't necessarily the best practice. But it sounds like we all kind of do it in our own unique way especially when it's just adding negotiation to the game. Um, so do we want to talk about our favorite game, to house rule, like the the most outlandish house rule we've heard? Like, how, how do we approach that?
3: I don't know if I'm against house rules. I don't know if I... Am I? Am I coming off like I'm also against them? I feel like, like every time you, you wrap up and put me on the
2: record as being like I'm against it, I'm like, I
3: don't know. I'm like generally for it.
2: Like, I don't really care. So...
0: Everyone left hand forward, we're swearing <laughs> on this Bible that we all ate house rules. Um, I, I'm against house rules for myself, but I won't judge somebody for house ruling. I, I think I said like in the very beginning, it's your game. Do whatever you want. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, stopping I, you. Yeah, I'm not going to stop you. No, and I, I guess I should uh, make that qualifier
2: as well. I'm not judging anybody for house ruling. Um, yeah. As long as you've actually tried
0: the game by the actual rules at least once, I'm not judging.
2: If, if you're Even just if like you
0: haven't, I'm not <laughs> judging. It's your game. I think you're probably having a worse experience than you otherwise yeah. could be, but it's your game. <laughs> like who am I to say anything? That that's the judgment call. Is it's like ah, I don't <laughs> know if I would do that, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. What about what if we since we're since we all like don't house rule much? What about the one game that we think is perfect and should not be house ruled under any circumstance like no matter the group okay. no matter the the thing like this is the this is a game that you just can't house rule like no matter what you do and who does it it'll make it worse it's perfect i got one so i think for me it's raw
2: um i find that game ding yeah 100 it's a ding um i find that game to just be the right level of chaotic and the right level of strategic where you could play it super seriously and have fun you could play it super chaotic and random and have fun you can kind of strike a balance between the two and have a lot of fun which is generally what we'll do in my group kind of leaning more a little bit towards the serious side of things i'm sure there's stuff you could house rule involving like the sun discs or something but i also don't really feel like there's much room in that design to insert any player agency on the actual rules because they're so flexible they're so pliable and yet they're so deliciously restrictive at the same time. I just think it's this perfect balance that would be really hard to insert a rule into and it, without it just like completely
0: pushing over the house of cards. That's a great approach, I think. like The game can't be house-ruled or shouldn't be because it's so open to prefer- like, different styles and tastes and preferences. Like If you want to play aggressively, you can. If you want to play passively, you can. It's not a game that forces you to play one way and you have to house-rule it for your group. You can just play the way mm-hmm. you want. Austin, what's yours?
1: I have a bunch that I'd love to talk about um, just because I think they have some really... They have some, like, not blind spots, but just some, like, situations where I think house rules could, like, be logical, but I don't think they should be put into place. And I think the one that I'm going to go with there is Tortuga. If you guys played Tortuga, it's one of those um, book uh, boxes with the magnetic, like, flips. It's in the same... um, uh, I can't think of any of the other Bristol, Salem. Salem yeah, think. yeah, Bristol. Yeah, Salem.
2: Yep. Hollywood.
1: Uh, Hollywood's yep. the new one. Yep. So I really, really like Tortuga's my favorite. Um, and I, I think there, there, there's definitely some like cards or some small rules about like switching people out or like kicking them off, uh, like boat that could make it feel less mean. And I think it would lose a lot of the magic and like the balance and the uh, just the cha- chaos is the right word. Um, by taking things out by house ruling, whether that be taking out a card or, or making it just feel a little nicer, I think it would ruin the game for me. So that's my one that I just don't think should be house rule.
0: Mine is Shot and Totten or Battleline, mm-hmm. whichever version. Mm, dang. Funnily enough, when they made Battleline for the American audience, they added like these uh, power cards, which I refuse to play with and will never play with. Um, so I'm talking about like base, Shot and Totten or Battleline. That dang. is just a pure colors and numbers on cards game like what could you possibly do to it there's nothing to add like if you take a little thing out it'll break everything if you add something you'll break everything you just can't like it's it's so minimalistic and elegant and and just a pure game um and so i can't envision anybody having a house rule for that game
1: i love how your example had of not needing a house rule was you having a house rule of not using the power cards (laughs)
0: Well, the power cards are a variant, and we all know how I feel about those. So,
1: <laughs> All right, all right. I take it back. I take it back.
3: After much deliberation, I do think my pick would be Botswana um, or Wildlife Safari.
0: Can you teach us the game in 20 seconds, Steve?
3: I can try. All right. it's um,
0: There's a deck of cards. There's
3: five suits numbered zero through five, Everybody gets a bunch of cards. You play a card and you take a meeple. There's five meeples for the different suits. And once one of the suits has all six cards laid out, round ends immediately and all the meeples you have are worth whatever the last numbered card played of that suit was. That's the game. <laughs> he did not leave a single rule out. <laughs> uh, well, the, the one rule I think that I may have left out is you play a round for each player. Like You play a number of rounds per number of players. Okay. Um, also ding. Yeah. Um, that was the reason I even hesitated on this one because I was thinking well if you had five players I could see you saying let's only play three or four rounds or something but the thing is is it's night like having each player get to start a round evens out that turn order and so I do think that's actually also important. So mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's really nothing about that, that game that I think needs to be changed or tweaked or altered or anything. You should just play it exactly as
0: is. We got there. We did it. All right, well, that will do it for us. You know the drill. If you want to reach out to us, cardboardphilosophypod at gmail.com. Tune in once again in two weeks for another episode, probably without a guest, but also let us know how you liked a guest. Um, and of course, from all of us, thank you to Austin uh, for being here and spending some time talking about games.
1: Yeah, thanks for having yes, me. It was great having you. It was a blast.
0: It was a blast for us too, I think. And with that, we will see you all next time. Play some
2: games. Bye.
0: Is, is it Play Some Games Ever? Yes, Steve it stole is. my thing. So now I got to <laughs> like,
2: ah.